button here so that we're actually recording. That would be important. <laughs> yeah. I've, like, right. done, I've like, totally messed that <laughs> Got up. Got it, past. bro. That's so That would be important. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I've like done. I've like totally messed that up in the past. Let me that's share some me stuff. Yeah, that's what I would do. Oh, oh, hold on. Let's see here. Let me share this. The three of two page. We are live. Uh, let's see. Post. And the three we are of live. two page uh, has it. Post. And let's share it to one more page. Let's share it. The three of two page has it. And let's share it to one more page. Share it. To a certain group. That to a certain group. About. <laughs> All right, let me exit out of my Facebook so it doesn't echo and drive me crazy. Okay, so uh, let me get my Zoom screen going here. I don't know what's going on. It like did this weird minimized thing. All right. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Guess what? Three of Universe is back. Season three episode. I had to look it up. Four. Kevin Severy, how are you this morning, sir? Hey, man, I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so excited whenever I get to talk to you. But uh, uh, yeah, this is awesome. You're a sweet guy, dude. So like, we've, <laughs> never, we've never Zoomed together. We've never Zoomed. We've, we've talked on the phone a few times, man. Um, yeah. I guess... So this is a this is an interesting one, man. I I honestly didn't think I didn't think I was gonna do a podcast for a long, long time. Like I just kind of thought I was done, man. I don't know, but uh, recently, <laughs> I, recently I got my spark back a little bit, and I was like, you know what, man? I think I was like, of all the people that and and I I had promised you a, few, a couple of times back, like yeah, we'll do a podcast, and then mm-hmm. I don't know, man, stuff gets busy, and then it just doesn't happen. So it's it's great. Yeah, and it sounded like it sounded like you said. Um... Like you, you didn't have guests, you know, and like people didn't want to come on. I was like, no way. Like there's gotta be people that want to come on. No, it's true. So, and and I'll tell you, uh, maybe, I don't know if people have ever heard me say this on the podcast before. When I started season one, it literally Mm -hmm. took me, um, God, man, I, I don't know. I asked, I probably asked 40 people and out of 40 people, it was like 35 of them were like, no, absolutely not. I don't want to do that. And I was like, (laughs) what? Like. And and the and the problem with the podcast too is people want to be on a podcast, but then mm-hmm. it's weird. Like they don't. Some people just don't need to be on a podcast. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't it's know how many people listen to podcasts either. Because I'm a big podcast listener, so yeah. you know that kind of made the the interest was already there. So I wanted to, to come on and stuff. So I kind of know how that format works a little bit too, um, just from listening and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's weird because I've, I I literally had people that were like no, and I've had people that just I was like I don't have any interest in talking to you, <laughs> or like people <laughs> recommend things to you. Like when you have your own podcast, it's difficult because people are like you should mm-hmm. do this, and I'm like well you should do that. Like I I don't know. Like, yeah. I've had people tell me like I should talk about super complex stuff, and I'm like I don't I don't have the interest in doing that, nor do I have the brain power. So it's just not going to happen for me, man. Um, Maybe so, you come on the show and you do that yeah, exactly. and yeah, exactly. come down a little for us. And yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good idea fairies when it comes to to podcasts, but I do appreciate the, uh, the support, man. Thank you for, for one to be here. Uh, I have you lined up today. I've got chief Malana, Malanafi, Malanafi. God, how'd I screw that up? I know the guy <laughs> I met him Malanafi uh, tomorrow morning. 
And then I think we have senior Michael Youngblood next week. Great guy. You know, he called me. He called me two days ago. Great Mm -hmm. dude, man. Like, how cool is that? That he just called me out of the blue. It was cool. Um, Yeah. And then I think I have three or four more candidates. I'm not going to say their names because I don't know if we're official, official yet. I'm I'm waiting on responses, Mm -hmm. but... So yeah, it's it's kind of it's, it's coming cool. out of the woodwork now. I know, yeah, the interest is there, and and maybe yeah. maybe I finally built up the podcast to a point where people know about it, um, or maybe they see like the value in it. I don't really know what the uh, let me move this mic so it's actually pointing towards my mouth. Um, maybe they see the value now, man. I don't know. Um, so Kevin, <laughs> tell me a little bit about you, man. Where what do you what would you like to tell us first off? How about that? Let's start with <laughs> and actually before you even do that. It's time, man. It's time. Season three, episode four. Welcome back to the 3F universe. Can you hear it? No. You can't hear the music on your end? I don't hear anything. Well, I can hear it. I can enjoy the music. (laughs) That sucks for you, bro. Um, Yeah, I was going to be raising the roof and, I don't even know know, if the Facebook viewers can listen to the music right now. I don't even know if they can hear it, but I can hear it and I'm jamming out. (laughs) It's just so loud now. Uh, 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 uh. All right, just imagine that you just got that cool tune in your head. Um, Kevin, welcome back, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself, sir. Yeah, so uh, I'm Kevin Severy. A lot of people don't know how to pronounce my last name, but it's just like however you'd say every um, with an S at the beginning. Uh, I'm from Florence, Oregon, which is a, a really small town. It's right on the West Coast, uh, right on the beach. Beautiful. Um, yeah, it's a lot of like sand dunes and green trees and forests and stuff like that. Uh, straight west of Eugene, uh, if you know where that's at. So also not a huge town. Um, but yeah, there's not a ton of people in the military, it seems like, from Oregon. Um, so a lot of people, that kind of stands out to them. But um, yeah, so super small town. Um, and then, yeah, I went to I went to Oregon State uh, for two years uh, from 2000. Eight to uh, 2011, and then I joined the Air Force in 2012, um, and then it took me the you know till till this year to finish that bachelor's degree there. Um, but finally got it. Um, yeah, started off as a hydraulics troop. Um, did that for five years. Started in Hawaii, which was interesting. Um, I was the first like active duty person as a as an a1c out of tech school to show up to start up a new unit over there so they had the guard guys there um and kind of went into that space um so i I really liked doing the the whole concept maintenance of like flight line and back shop and all that um went to pope hated it hated doing uh en route training or en route um maintenance because you don't own any aircraft you don't you don't get to do all that like front end, back end, like all that. Um, hated being a crew chief and I wanted to retrain um, and then applied and my chief said no. And then first time airman uh, program said yes. And, um, you know, retrained, went to uh, tech school, Keesler, went to Holloman for almost three years there. Um, you know, did the, it went right back into maintenance, of course, yeah. right? Yep. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, but got to do calm for a year there. Gross. Um, <laughs> Disgusting. Oh my God. Don't give me, yeah. st- I, I don't want to get started, but I know we're going to talk about it. 
I don't want to say it's, look, I like calm people. Like I love their, their culture is cool, right? Like they're cool people for the most yeah. part. Right. But God, calm, calm kills me, bro. I don't ever want to go back. I don't ever want to go you back. You just made and it out, right? And as a functional, it freaks me out when people bring things up. They're like, hey, do you know about this problem? I'm like, oh, like, I like tag my calm you team. Like, here you go. Enjoy this. Yeah. Like, I got nothing. Like, please don't call me because I don't have time for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's oh, it's so complicated. It's so in the weeds. You for know? no reason. So, for no reason. Their own fault. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> their own fault that it's like that. It's, it's terrible, dude. We, we'll, we'll come back to it. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's let's. I don't really sure. want to know. Like we'll, we'll we'll do that way later. Way later. I'll start <laughs> ranting, dude. I um, can't do it. So I thought we were bored at at Holloman. Uh, it's it turned into an AETC base when we were there, um, and you know we were like kind of comfortable. Um, so we, we you know I filled out my dream sheet and I put Oson on there like number you know eight or ten or bottom of the list, right? And 10 days later, I had an assignment to go to Osan. Mm. Um, we decided, okay, we're going to do the whole thing. We're going to take the family, um, do the overseas thing, and try that out. And uh, we signed up to go there for three years. It uh, didn't work out uh, for family uh, issues and, and stuff like that. And so we did the EFMP program back at about 18 months. Um, so we did about half that, <laughs> that time. Um, and then we went to Fort Meade, and that's where I'm at now. Um, but yeah, I got to do obviously a lot of stuff at, at Osan that you don't normally get to, to see. Um, you know, I made tech when I was there, uh, filled in as the base training manager at times, filled in as the functional manager at times, as the MTF superintendent at times. And um, I didn't stay in a position for longer than like four or five months, like any one seat and <laughs> stuff the whole time I was there. So uh, really interesting. Um, you know, and then for me, I went to Intel, never seen Intel before. Uh, obviously, that, that big strength of our career field is moving around, uh, seeing different things. And um, then I went over to Calm again in May uh, and been there. So, yeah, um, that's kind of my, some of my history. Man, how do you, how do you sum up? Uh... <laughs> you got a lot of, you got a lot of experience. That's, that's a great thing, man. <clears throat> and uh, I think, um, like, if you, you know, Eventually, you will make senior NCO. You'll make master. And I think that having that much experience under your belt, man, is going to be huge for your troops, really, like for all of your airmen, um, and especially if you become like the functional or something or MTS superintendent. All that experience really helps, dude. I think that, uh, you know, a large part of what we do is soft skills. But at the same time, the experience is like that's that's a huge um I think especially like experience in maintenance or experience in like weird stuff like calm and Intel, dude, like that's going to help you so much. And every time we yeah. say calm, it gives me like PTSD. I feel like dude, <laughs> I was there a year. I was there for one year exactly. And I feel like I barely scratched the surface of what I was supposed to be doing with them. Like that's exactly I just, how I felt. And I, I just kind of mm -hmm. like, I just like, Oh, CFETP, AFECD. All right, cool. No problem. Like, <laughs> and then, like, the more I learned, I was like, oh, my God, what do you mean 8570s? Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? What do you mean they got to have an inspection, like an IPE or whatever? Like, I, it took me, yeah. it, I mean, right at right at a year, I felt like I was starting to get some of this stuff. And then it was like, oh, by the way, we have this stupid SharePoint thing that makes zero sense to anybody and not, not everyone knows about it. Anyways, yeah. before we go any further, I would like to say, disclaimer, this is is not an official Air Force podcast. 
any of the opinions or words used by myself or my guest are not opinions that are held by the DOD or the U.S. Air Force or the federal government for that matter. This is an unofficial podcast. Our opinions are simply our own. I think that's a pretty good disclaimer, right? Like just from memory, that's that's decent. I, I think that's, so. That's an, it might be. We don't opinion. have to disagree, though, right? Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. it's um, I got my coffee behind me. Hang on one sec. Um. Oh no, there's like barely anything left. Bummer. Um. Yeah, dude. Calm, calm gives me some some trauma. Let's let's talk about let's let's change it up though. Let's let's move into something else. Um. Actually, we already got stuff popping off on the on the Facebook. I've got couple of notifications here. Oh no. What are we doing? I can't <laughs> you know, I can't do it while I'm while I'm podcasting. You may have to bring it up on yours, but uh so we're we were gonna talk about uh, you know what? I I'd like to move into anxiety. Let's talk about anxiety. That's yeah. something I have a lot of experience with and uh I know that we can transition into uh some ADHD for you. Um mm-hmm. so I'm gonna put it out there man. I have been on like antidepressants, anxiety medicine, uh, for the past, uh, like 70 days. And Mm -hmm. I will, I'm so serious, man. Like life changing. Yeah. Like life. Look, so, okay. First off, I talked to Puckett on the podcast and he was like, yeah, I've seek mental health and I've had, you know, I take medicine and this and that. And he's like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's freaking amazing. I'm doing well. And I was like, yeah, man. I was like, I probably need to do the same thing. No kidding, man. No kidding. And like, uh, you can ask Brian Childers. I'd be up in the middle of the night for no reason, group chatting with him. Um, two in the morning, three in the morning, four in the morning. Literally t- thinking about work, and that's the problem with my might be my personality is I get like obsessive, right? And I think uh-huh. that, that might I, I might have ADHD, but I have never been. Uh, I don't think I've ever been diagnosed with it, right? But I get like hyper focused, right? Yeah, uh, I go down these rabbit holes, dude. But but no kidding, I wasn't sleeping. I was not sleeping. Period. I was sleeping like two, three hours a night for mm-hmm. I don't know six months, and it started to like eat me alive. Like it was destroying me. I couldn't I couldn't function during the day, and yeah. uh, I was just freaking out about work constantly. I, to the point where I wasn't I wasn't even being productive because I was freaking out too much about what I needed to do or stuff that I'd done mm-hmm. in the past. Um, yeah. to a point, right. That I, and I, I'm telling you all this as if you're like my, my, uh, my worker at, at mental health. Right. And, but I'm just, I'm an open book dude. And I, I feel like people need to know these things or, or at least talk about yeah. them openly, uh, or I'll talk about them openly and, and try to remove some of that stigma. But, um, I was getting to a point where it was like delusional. Like I was going down a paranoid rabbit hole. So it was like stuff I'd done in the past. It was like, what if somebody talks about when I was at A1C? Oh my God. Um, like, <laughs> Super illogical, doesn't make any yeah. sense. Um, and then on top of it, I was thinking about what was I going to do the next day? Oh, well, what's going to happen in six months? What if there's a UEI and I, I don't answer all the questions the right way? Like, oh, no, you're the functional. What if what if you don't do this one thing right? Oh, you don't you don't know how to read a UMD. Who are you? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, and it, but I think it's so important to, to talk about those things, too, because like I went through that. Um, uh, you know, a couple times, but when I first retrained to this job, right, and I started in a, a big MXS and I did the MXG staff uh, at the time. Uh, now it's a MOS or a MOS or, you know, however you got it set up there. Right. Y- y'all have a weird yeah, we have concept. A yeah, of that. Yeah, we, they don't even, no one, no one here knows what they're doing. It's okay. It's fine. It's cool. Yeah. It's all right. We're um, weird. We're really weird. We should be our own MagCom, honestly. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, so I mean, I, I, I did that, um, you know, the, the three in the morning, the, I remember taking like uh, the laptop to like uh, my son's like scout meetings, uh, stuff like that. Like it was like unhealthy, like, uh, like obsession almost with like, um, you know, doing the work stuff. And like, like I said, like you said, like, you're not even really productive at that point. Yeah. You're putting in a lot of hours. Uh, you're you're making some progress and stuff, but man, mostly you're just moving. Like you're on, on a treadmill, right? And you, yeah. you're like, I'm doing a ton of work. Um, and like one of the things that I that I took away from that time was like, uh, you got to be intentional and like set like your you're kind of outside. Like, okay, this is what I'm working on, and somebody knows what I'm working on. Uh, there's a little bit of that accountability piece in there too. Um, but there's also like, you know, I was doing that. And then I got people on the other side saying like, Oh, he's not, he's not around. He's not available. Or like, um, you know, we don't, we don't know what he's doing or, uh, what he contributes. And I was like, I'm doing 16 hours. Like, I don't know what you like, (laughs) how you can say that. And it was because I did it all, you know, myself and like kept those kind of things inside. And, um, so yeah, so it's not to interrupt or anything, but yeah. you know, I think it is just important because people come in and they they feel that way and they don't see anybody else doing it, and it's like, you know, a lot of us have that issue, you know. Yeah, no, and so and and it's not just work stuff. Like it was affecting my mm-hmm. family life too, right? Like I got two kids and I was getting short with them. It was just like I had zero patience because I was tired. A, but then it was like they were stressing me out, like. Like I have mm-hmm. a I have a seven to five year old and they do seven to five year old stuff right and like <laughs> I was getting to a point where it was like oh my god why are you why are you making a pillow fort like that's annoying me and I can't stand it like it's driving me up the wall right um, and so I was like losing my, yeah. my mind over stupid stuff that doesn't matter it doesn't really it doesn't mean it doesn't matter like why am I getting mad that they're building a pillow fort why like that's mm-hmm. not it's not hurting anything or anyone all they're doing is expressing their creativity and I'm getting short with them right. And then yeah. on the other hand, I was starting to like, I don't, I, you know, my wife's amazing, dude. She's rode, she's rode by my side for, you know, almost 20 years, but, um, you know, I was short with her too. And she's like, what's, what's wrong with you? I was like, oh, I'm thinking about work. Just thinking about work. Just like this and that. And she's like, why? Like, what are you doing? Like we're laying in bed. Yeah. We should be watching Netflix. We should be hanging out. You know what I mean? Like, um, mm-hmm. and I, I just couldn't do it, man. And so, yeah, I started, uh, and I went to, men- I went to medical first. I went to my PA. Um, and I was like, look, I was like, I listed off all the stuff that I just told you. And he was like, uh, let's put you on Lexapro. I was like, okay. I was like, sure. Thanks. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll give it a shot, whatever. And then dude, I swear to you within a few days, life changing, like life, like dude. And yeah. I, I, I credit, I credit my doctor for actually hooking me up. Right. But then I, I, I did go to mental health and I, I've been talking to them, but, um, dude, and I know that like people are like, oh well, antidepressants are you know big pharma, dirt, 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 all this and that. But like, hey, look, man, some of us really do need this stuff, and I'm one of those people, man. Yeah. I'm just one of those people, and I'm starting to level out a little bit. So like, my creativity is is starting to come back up because it, I could feel it like numbing. It numbs a little bit of certain things, I think, which is mm-hmm. that maybe that's just my own experience. But um, I feel my my. Yeah, I feel it coming back. So it's it's kind of cool, but uh, dude, it's made me a better leader, maybe a better person. Like I'm a better father now, better husband. It's mm-hmm. dude, just incredible. Like how much better my life is now. 
Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know you're going to say something. No, I was just gonna, it's crazy what the, the brain chemistry kind of thing is, right? And um, so, like, you know, one of my, my focuses, like, this year was just kind of, like, get after, like, things that I considered important, right? I was, like, because I kind of got, you know, I went from, like, Osan where I was in a bigger kind of position to, like, smaller units um, back into, like, you know, UTM pushing units rather than, like, supervising UTMs and stuff. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, that's not going to take up all my time uh, to do that. And I want to get after like some important stuff. And um, so one of the one of the things was uh, doing the the um, sapper and suicide like facilitator things, right? Um, which has been great because I, I actually get to go out and talk to a bunch of different units. And uh, at Fort Meade, especially like we're Intel heavy, uh, you know, some of the cyber stuff heavy. Um, we're really spread out and we were really locked behind a bunch of gates and doors and stuff. And I was like, Hey, I'll, I'll come out. Like, I'll, I just want to come out and meet people, um, talk to people and stuff. And so that's been, been cool. And to go in and, and know that we're going to have kind of heavy conversations. Like we're going to talk about some of that stuff, but, um, some of the stories and stuff that, that came out, you know, during those sessions and just talking to people, um, it's like, yeah, the, the brain chemistry, like somebody starts a medication that's not right for them. You see them swing way off in, in a certain way, you know, um, and you're like, this is this is not right. Or, you know, they become like suicidal or something like that. And it's it's crazy. We see that for some reason, we don't not acknowledge it the same way that you might just naturally have that imbalance that you could correct with medication and go the other way. You know, and we we. We understand brain chemistry in some contexts and we don't in others. And it, it's so crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm super happy that the medication stuff uh, worked out for you. Um, and it sounds like they got it on the first try because that's a thing, too. Um, yeah, I've been on some different um, some different things and have gone back and forth to, to mental health uh, a few times and like, you know, kind of you start things and you're like, this isn't the right one or yeah. this comes with all these side effects. And, um, you know, some of the ones that they're like, this is really minimal. And you're like, no, this is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So some of that stuff um, and, and, you know, kind of a, a similar thing too, like the, um, so like, I think it was real quiet, like before, like just from coming up and growing up and stuff. Um, but before like May is when I got uh, diagnosed with ADHD um and got on medication for it and all that um i don't think i talked to like as many people you know and i think that's been like one of the bigger changes is i'm like more out there um more like having those conversations and stuff like that because i was like you know i i can do with like my small like team and my my small groups and stuff but i think i've moved you know that's been one of the things to come out of that is like being able to move beyond that and kind of look for a larger like community and um like some of that's just having the confidence of like talking to people and putting yourself out there and um and all that but yeah the, the medication and like i think it's crazy that uh there's any kind of like stigma or anything to to go and seek those help services you know it, it should be there to make you better and get healthy you know yeah yeah and it was cool like when i went to mental health because i've had a couple of bad experiences in the past um, when I went to mental health this time, the, like the provider, I don't know, I don't know what to call them, but <clears throat> it was a, uh, it was like a major, um, 
and uh they were like super cool like they were super open and upfront with me um and like i didn't feel like they were trying to be shady or like do anything you know what i mean like i didn't feel like they were trying mm-hmm. to like ruin my career or anything like that mm-hmm. you know what i mean cuz like yeah. dude i've had some bad i've had some bad experiences in the past and i was like man i'm i got i get i got to give this another shot you know what i mean um yeah. and i'm glad i did um because this experience was so much better and everyone you know people bag on medical and stuff but like there's some cool there's some really cool people who work at medical and mental health and i just i happen to have the right person this time so mm-hmm. I, I guess uh why the reason i say that is if you've had some bad experiences in the past maybe try to go back and get a different provider if you know that somebody moved in or recently PCSed in or whatever like try to try someone new um yeah. i know that there's like military one source and all those different things out there i at Grand Forks, it's not really a good option for me because it's like a 30 minute drive into town to do that. So like it, we're in the middle of nowhere and I, mm. it just doesn't work for my schedule or for my patients. So I'm not doing it, but, yeah. uh, for, for here, we have a lot of that stuff. And, uh, so going through, you know, to go through the mental health clinic, um, uh, here, like there was long wait times and, uh, it was hard to get in to talk to somebody and, um, you know, about like, ADHD um and so there was a lot of like I went to a civilian provider outside and I had to work that kind of like uh referral system but I was like you know A1C Severy coming in 10 years ago would not have known to do this I would have just taken the answer that they gave me the first answer um and it would have taken forever and I wouldn't have necessarily got to where I got to so there's there's a lot of room to help people out uh and and kind of ask those intrusive questions of like, are you like, did you actually get to what you needed and and do that? Because um, it is a little it's t- tough to um, navigate sometimes for yeah. sure. So here's here's a uh, a pro tip for anyone who's listening, um, and this is not about gaming the system for disability or any of that kind of stuff. Because like this is and, and really so like and. I'll tell you, like, straight up, I told the mental health person at the end of our meeting, I was like, so look, because um, they were like, well, what do you want out of this? And I was like, I was like, look, I'm not I'm not here to game the system. I was like, but I want a diagnosis because like what happens with me in, in my in my experience with medical is they'll send you home with some medicine. Right. But there's nothing in your records that says anything like anything mm-hmm. that affects you. So, A, it's wasting my time. Because I don't have a diagnosis, first off. Because, like, what am I going to do if I get out of the military? Like, mm-hmm. I don't have a diagnosis or anything. So I'm going to go to a civilian doctor and be like, yeah, I, I have anxiety. Well, there's nothing in your record that says you have anxiety. You know what I mean? Like, so I straight yeah. up was like, you, you got to be persistent because this is, when you go to, and something I learned a long, uh, a while back, right? I think I was a staff sergeant. Uh, I, I remember going to the doctor and I didn't get the answer I wanted. And I was just kind of like, yes, sir. Huh? You know what I mean? Because it was like some captain yeah. or major or something. And I went back to my supervisor and he was like a master sergeant. And he was like, did you get what you needed? And I was like, well, he just basically told me to, you know, go away. Like, he didn't give me any kind of real answer. And he's like, what? He's like, why didn't mm-hmm. you tell him that you wanted whatever? And I was like, I, I don't know. He's a major. And he's like, man, their rank don't matter. Like, <laughs> like, and like, I, I don't mean that yeah. in a disrespectful way. And I don't think he meant it in a disrespectful way. But he was just saying, like, their rank does not really apply to that situation. Like, you know, if it's mm-hmm. if your uniform's jacked up and he cracks you on it, that's one thing. But, like... They're there because they're supposed to be helping you. It's customer service. Like, 
Um, so he was like, always be mm-hmm. persistent. And I've taken that with me, um, since I was like a staff sergeant and, uh, and something else that I really learned is just being like super upfront about what it is that I want diagnosis, medicine, what, you know what I mean? Treatment, whatever it is, a referral. Like those are like my four options that I, when I go in there, I have a plan and I have it all like in my phone. Like I have notes on like what I was feeling mm-hmm. at the time because they're going to ask you all that crap. Right. And I can yeah. never remember. They're like, well, what did it feel like when you were going through it? Cause you know, you get that appointment a month later. Right. So yeah. I always jot down notes in my phone and I bring that with me to the doctor. So these are just pro tips is what I do. That seems to help me. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, man. No, I said, I said this year wasn't the first time that I went and talked to somebody about like, hey, I think I have ADHD. Um, and you know, this year was more, I was more prepared, and I came kind of came into it with like, I kind of know like what questions that they're gonna ask and stuff because, um, you know, my my oldest son he got diagnosed with it and he was going through that and I was like, I check all these boxes and like he looks so much like me with like his school stuff and all that and i'm like i i i didn't like i've never been diagnosed uh i didn't come in with um adhd or anything like that but i'm like this just is so much um so much in common here and uh you know some of that was like uh you know my parents didn't do that for me like watch out for those things you know it was just it was just, Hey, do better, <laughs> you know? And, uh, you got the kids struggling. It's literally out of their control. Um, but you, you know, if, if nobody acknowledges that it even could be an issue then it's really hard to talk about it. Um, and so, yeah, going through that with my kid, um, and, and getting into that and like trying to understand it. And then I was like, okay, like this is, this is too much, uh, in common. It's too many coincidences. Um, and then when I went back, uh, but the first time I went through, uh, it was a lot of like tests and it was like, stare at the screen. And when this thing pops up, you hit the space bar to make sure that you're paying attention. Um, and there was one where there was like rearranging like puzzle pieces and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm great at it. Uh, like, uh, you know, I was right in the middle of my or toward the end of my maintenance career. Right. And I was like, you know, puzzle pieces and physical stuff. And I. I think honestly, I impressed the uh, evaluator so much with how quickly I could do that stuff um, that she was like, "There's no way you can have ADHD. Like you, you know, you stuck through this stuff." Uh, and so it was weird. It was weird being going through that process that they kind of like gave me and laid out for me, and just getting to the end of that road, and they were like, "No, you can't have it." Um, and then going back through with somebody else. Uh, you know, and being on that like caring end of making sure that they get what they need. And I was like, okay, I got to do this for myself too. I got to care what I, that I get what I need. Yeah. Um, and then when I went back through it, you know, a little more preparation and stuff. Um, but I was just like, okay, yeah, I, you know, I've got this. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I already know. Um, and I just need you to confirm and then try it out. And when I got on the, uh, the medication, uh, for it too. It was really obvious. You know, it was really, really obvious because if you don't have ADHD and you start taking those uh, ADHD meds, uh, <laughs> you're going to know. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's strange, but strange, yeah. but true. Right. <laughs> it's cool. Like it, but it, it is just, it's really awesome. And uh, I'm glad you got the help you needed, but man, I'm telling you, dude, like it's just, it's just night and day for me, night and day. And mm-hmm. um, I will say, 
side effects wise, I'm groggy like all the time now. So like I'm mm. constantly just chugging coffee, which is probably not good, but um, I have to have caffeine, like crazy amounts of caffeine now, because like I just I'm not the same. And 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 also let me let me tell you this. This is kind of interesting. I don't know if you you faced this at all. I had to re I had to kind of readjust how I how I like um, motivated myself a little bit. Um, for me, um, mm. I think that a lot of my motivation came from like just extreme anxiety. So I was, I was constantly mm. being pushed by my anxiety. And then when I got on the meds, I was like, well, I don't understand how to be motivated. <laughs> like, like uh-huh. it was like a weird, um, and I told Corey this, my best friend, Corey Williams, um, when I first got on and I was like, dude, I don't, I don't understand how to like, like I've, I've been that angry, cynical, anxiety driven person for so many years that now I'm not like, I don't. And it, it, in a way, it kind of makes me happy too. Not just le- less anxiety, mm-hmm. but I just feel more happy. Um, but I was like, I I've been so miserable for so long that it's hard to understand like how to be myself again without those things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I had to, like, it, it's like carrot and stick almost, right? Um, so you're like, you know, you got so far because you're running from, yeah. you know, this bad thing that could happen, or you know, this this cloud chasing over you, but um yeah it's like so what's left now now i get to choose like where do i go that makes me happy or where do i go that i want to be yeah um and that's going to be the motivator and like choosing those things that you want to be a part of and do um yeah Uh, yeah similar similar kinds of things um yeah one of my things was uh, you know i finished my degree uh in may and it uh i did wgu which is like self-paced kind of thing um and so i was like had the hardest time like i got to like near the finish line uh and of course those are some of the hardest courses and stuff too but um and i was like having the hardest time like just starting and going through those um but when i got on uh you know got on medication right and uh it took me like two weeks and i was like because this is really what i want to be doing uh i don't have to have that like anxiety of like starting or even just like getting it perfect i'm like i just want to be here and doing this thing and it was such a difference um it really freed it up and like as soon as i got the ball ball rolling like i could always do it but um it just made sense you know yeah finally in my in my in my brain right yeah yeah because yeah it's just it's i mean i'm a i'm still an extreme procrastinator that's the one thing that I still struggle with, but I'm, I'm learning mm-hmm. to be better day by day here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's funny you say all that. Um, WGU, man, I tried, I tried to enroll with them for my master's degree. Um, really? So expensive. So dude, I can't, really? I can't afford it. I can't like, it's, it's like literally like it was like one semester would have been like 4,800 bucks. Like it would have been my entire TA plus $300 out of pocket. And I was like, no, I'm good. Like I, I can't, we, we can talk offline later on about like, okay. how to fund yeah. that. But for my master's degree, it just wasn't going to work. Um, mm. So I, I'm going back to the drawing board and I'm hoping this farm master's soon. So you should as well, man. Don't, don't take, I took a break as well. Like I started or I finished mine, I think in like March or April. Um, mm. But uh, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to do better. Let's uh, before we move forward. Before we move forward, we got a. I think we have some notifications here. Let me see if we got any comments on uh, on the live stream. I can't tell. Let me turn my volume down on my phone so it doesn't like 
echo and do some weird stuff. Oh, snap, son. Oh, snap. We got no music. The universe is back. Oh, wow. Good morning. Heather Brown says gross. That's that's my word. Always a gross. Freaking one Delta sevens. Disgusting. <laughs> good. good morning, Drake. My man Drake out in Herbert Field. To Carla Watson. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you for being open about taking antidepressants coming from other AFSCs. It's very taboo. This is an AFSC. We have the opportunity to take care of us. I, I, yeah, dude, for real. Um, and I think that, uh, something else that I, that I'm real big on now is like trying to change the culture for the better. Um, I think Mm -hmm. I've been doing that for a few years, but like, it's become even more important to me now that I'm a master sergeant. Um, Joe, Joseph Bazul with his secret name on there. He says, I can't wait until you retire. You're driving passion for what you believe in. It's going to soar way beyond what the air force will ever let you do. Oh, you're a sweet guy. Look at that guy. I'm going to give him a heart. If your views don't represent the DOD, why are you using your rank in the podcast? Oh, son. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I. Uh, why are you like this, Sean? Damn. Um, yeah, we have no individuals in the military. Didn't you know? It's like... weird. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, anyways, don't watch if you don't like it, I guess. Um, but you're right. You're right, Sean. I will. Uh, I'll stop doing that, but I... Oh, do I have my oh, I have my name on my thing? My bad. Let me let me change my can I change my <laughs> rename myself here? Let's see here. Don't use your rank, Nick Perez. There we go. There you go. Um let's see here. Uh Christine says, love this episode. I'll watch the replay. And she also said, can you can you all get a referral to telehealth? I don't know what telehealth is. Is that like a guard thing or something? I think she's in the guard. No, so uh, I actually do know a little bit about this. So uh, telehealth or telemind um, is like, so for instance, at, at our mental health clinic, they have a long wait time, right, to get into the clinic and go talk to somebody. So what they did was, uh, you know, 2020, we all got a lot better at Zoom and stuff, right? So they reached out to like the network of clinics and were like, who can have a shorter wait time and you can get into uh, talk to somebody and get kind of that same conversation and meet with the same kind of provider, but at some place that doesn't have that, that backlog. So um, yeah, it might be called telemind. Uh, active duty does have to get a referral. Um, spouses and dependents on, on TRICARE Prime um, don't, they can just go and, and request that. So that's just hmm. available to them. Um, I the referral process is, I'm sorry, my bad. Easier than uh, easier than people think, and probably underutilized uh, for how much it can do for us. Yeah, no. Um, I actually started using uh, the MHS Genesis thing recently too, so I started sending mm-hmm. messages to my doctor back and forth, which was cool because I didn't know that was a thing. I know they had mm-hmm. something before that too, and it like went away. Like they keep changing all their stuff, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to like. I don't even want to get into that. But uh, but anyways, it doesn't matter, man. It's cool. So look, I think there's a good a good time to transition into our next topic. We were gonna. So let me let me set this up just slightly here, right? So uh, currently things are broken everywhere. Mm. It's not mm. just us. It's every. It's everywhere. Things are broken. Stupid COVID. I blame COVID, bro. So first off, conspiracy <laughs> theory, man. Conspiracy theory. I think 9-11. I, I'm kind of saying this facetious. Oh, here it goes. Kind of here it goes, guys. <laughs> when you, you know when someone says 9-11, you're like, oh, God, they're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I sort of 
sort of facetiously, sort of not. I, I think something happened like after 9-11, like I think time split or something. Like we're in an alternate dimension. Like, I don't mm. know, man. Things just don't make any sense. Like ever since 2000, like 2002, like nothing makes sense to me. Um, it's when I became an adult and maybe, maybe it's just because I became an adult, like, cause it happened when I was in high school, man. I was a senior in high school and then I had to graduate. I just feel like, I don't know, man, there hadn't been like a time branch, like Marvel cinematic universe style where we just like, <laughs> branched off or something, man, but nothing makes sense. And then I think COVID was another one of those weird, like major events. And I think we just, there we go. We're on another split, dude. Like, yeah, uh, nothing like that. What if stuff, right? Like, it's, yeah, we're in the what, what if you, in 2020 bro. there was a huge global pandemic and <laughs> <laughs> forever? Yeah, and yeah, um, I don't know, man. So I, I'm sort of saying that facetiously. I don't know. Um, anyways, anyways, things are broken, man. <laughs> so I got approached yeah. by um Chief Johnson, um, and he was like, "Hey, uh, I am not on the ground level, but you are." He's like, "And you know, Michael Puckett, Brian Childers, um." I think it was Eau Claire. Eau Claire's the one who originally kind of spurred him to do this, but uh, basically, like, how do we take care of our UTMs? Like, what what mm-hmm. are some ways that we can help UTMs? How can we, how can we, like, I guess just get after that, like, organically, not not like a mandatory fun type of thing, but like, what is something yeah. that we can do? What are some things, right? So I got put into like this. I guess it's official now, uh, like a three of two resiliency slash mentorship type of group. Um, yeah. and I know that Manny, Manny Gonzalez, um, he's, he, he kind of started the whole like three of two mentors, um, thing on teams. And if you're not signed mm-hmm. up for that, man, like you're missing out, you're missing out huge, like huge benefits to that. Um, mm-hmm. I actually got to review, um, a tech sergeant's records from Maelstrom and gave some, I gave tons of feedback on it and that person actually contacted me again recently and I got to, I got to review their next CPR, but I think it's nice to get perspective from other people, especially from, from like, you know, senior NCOs about like your, your records and stuff um, to see what you're missing or what you might need better help with, or if your bullets suck or whatever. Um, But anyways, this, this resiliency group, we're still in the kind of, we're just talking. We're just talking mm-hmm. like there's just been a lot of talk for a few months trying to figure out what it is that we can do. And the mentorship page is one of those things. But yeah, um, I know that you were approached to help create a library. Um, so you want to talk about that at all? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, part of like this bigger concept of like, you know, you said like building the culture and influencing the culture. Well, did we have much of a culture like, a few years ago, like when I came into the career field, even, um, you know, about five, almost six years ago now, um, you know, we had, like, I knew the folks at Holloman, um, and I, you know, I, I kind of got lucky in that regard that, you know, some of them were willing to kind of take me under their wing and show me how they did things. Um, but like as a career field, uh, we're, we tend to be all over the place and we tend to be, you know, everybody does this job differently. Um, and some of that's good and some of that's bad. Um, but I think like getting on the same page and some of these new, newer initiatives to um, build each other up and meet each other and get, you know, in contact with everyone. Um, the development page, um, you know, uh, again, like Facebook, um, even the 3F2 page has been just more and more popular. Um, and we can kind of discuss those issues and, and 
do things as a career field. And I think like that development page, um, or sorry, um, Manny's um, records review thing is a big part of that. Because then we have like 3F2s looking at 3F2s and um, with a better understanding of who, who that person is, you know? So uh, I think all that is really important. And I'm, I'm super happy to see all those different things coming down, um, you know, and it might not be that, you know, one person takes advantage of every single one of those things, but they, they can take what they want, you know? Um, but yeah, we, we gotta be having those conversations and, and talking because otherwise, you know, it's super easy in this job to just get isolated, um, to get told by someone who's not a, a UTM, like what a UTM is and, and what that does. And um, yeah, you lose, you lose that perspective and that kind of mentorship um, real, real quick and really easy. Um, so those are awesome. So one of the things was, yeah, tons of stuff broken, right? Um, and I think we we had talked a couple times, like um, one of my interest areas is like computer stuff, right? And the big one is like Excel, but you know some of the other programming things and uh, interested in the automation stuff. Not that I uh, know a ton about it yet, um, but like you know, kind of kind of do okay with those things. Um, and those kind of skills have helped out with when stuff is broken, right? And so reports or whatever come down and they're in a certain format or they're missing some data and you gotta splice that together with something else. We have those those kind of issues that we run into all the time. Um, and I was like, I'm gonna be okay, but I'm worried because there's people that don't have any of that. They don't have that interest area or they don't have, um, they definitely don't have training. Like our tech school doesn't touch on Excel at all. Um, which I think is a little nuts because as soon as you get to the job, it's like here, open up office, whatever, uh, even like word, uh, even outlook, like how big of a part of your job when you first started UTM is outlook, um, learning to, to set those rhythms and calendars and emails and everything else. But we don't teach it, you know? And so you just got to pick that stuff up along the way. I wanted to do something to get a little bit more structure and a little bit more like intentional, especially specific to what UTM see all the time, right? So that's that's how I joined that uh, kind of team. Um, you know, Pucket, obviously phenomenal, uh, does a bunch of stuff, just huge contributions to the, the career field in general. Um, and so I'm kind of like one part of that kind of library that he's building up. Um, that focuses on like those tech skills and stuff like that, that I feel like I can can contribute something to and give back to you. Um, but yeah, I think it's really Jenny important. So, too, right? I think Jenny's sure. on that as yeah. well, right? Um, mm -hmm. No, yeah, that's... Dude, I think it's going to be huge. Um, I, I think the only... I hold a little bit of an opinion about this, and I, it's not that... I don't want to be cynical, right? It's not that. It's... Mm -hmm. uh, How do I say this? I don't want to offend anybody. So, like, we, we talk about, right, like, uh, tech school and what they don't teach. Mm -hmm. It's like, why don't we make it so that they do teach it, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, I feel like it's it's possible you might – I feel like it's possible that we could get sucked into, like, something that is is not – I understand that – and like we have all these loopholes, right? Like, well, if we just make a mm -hmm. library off to the side, it's not really official and nobody has to like vet it and it doesn't have to go through mm -hmm. the bureaucracy, right? There's a lot of that happening in the Air Force right now where people are like, oh, no, well, if you just go off to the side, it's okay because, 
you know, we'll, we'll call it unofficial and it doesn't have to go through channels and things like that. But at the same time, mm-hmm. there's something to be said for something that does have to go through those channels. And mm-hmm. I also feel like it's one of those, like, how do we, I, I guess if we do create some sort of curriculum or some sort of unofficial thing, I think my wishes for it, this is just me thinking out loud, is how do we get that to the next step? Like, how do we make it official? You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. um, and like, there used to be like a whole process of like feedback. Like it was like, Oh, the tech school's teaching these skills. Do you use these out in the field? And there used to be like, you know, these, these uh, crazy surveys. It took like four hours. Like yeah. how long do you do this? And how much of your job is this? And, and it would ask you all these different mm-hmm. questions. And then that feedback would like trickle back down to the tech school slowly. Right. And yeah, I, man. So with all that said, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out like, how do we take, this unofficial thing and make it so that it is official because it needs to be, it needs to be in there probably. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's a lot of, a lot, yeah. a lot of flux right now. Um, but that's, that's and I'm not saying that I'm like the best at like teaching those skills or anything like that, but um, I can at least give you the stuff that, that I use every day. You know, there's stuff that we have all in common yeah. um, and not just when stuff is broken either. Um, when stuff was fairly steady, you know, a few years ago, um, you still need some of that stuff, you know, you still just use it. And um, the, you know, as far as like what a UTM is and does, right. Like I think that that kind of data crunching, getting the numbers, uh, getting all that stuff, it can almost, is almost a distraction, right. It almost distracts from, we can really be worried about training. We can really be worried about trainers uh, and trainees and, when we look at them as numbers and we spend so much time, like just trying to get stats and uh, those things, not that they're not important, but, you know, ideally we could almost automate those things away. We could do the analysis and we could go and help solve the problems. And that's what I'm more interested in. Um, it's just kind of shrinking that burden. Um, Cause it's not, you know, the, the time you spend on there is not as value added as the time that you spend with supervisors or, you spend like um, strategizing with your command team and giving your inputs to, to them on how training is going to help their, you know, command, right? Yeah. And so we could do bigger things if we shrunk that footprint of data and CBTs and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, and, and I don't. I guess the the other problem that I see is like I don't know what the future holds at all. None none of us really do. <laughs> I don't want to get too far into that yeah. topic. Um, I think. And like, this is, this is my thing. Um, how do I say this without offending anybody? Once again, I have very strong opinions, right? Um, <laughs> so once again, disclaimer, uh, not an official podcast for the Air Force. <laughs> um, no. Uh, Everybody's right up against their speaker. Like, what, what, what's he going to say? say? OSI's out there like. <laughs> um, so they're just like sniffing the mic. <laughs> um, so, uh. Uh, here's, oh man. So I want to, and I, I'm transitioning. This is our last topic. Cause I, I got to, I'm running out of time. I got to get to work. I have to work y'all. Um, <laughs> but, uh, memes like, so okay. like, hear me out, hear me out. Right. I'm a communications major. Um, memes, dude, memes and emojis are like mainstream. A, they're mainstream, yeah. right? And it's like one of the strongest ways to get a message across. Um, and I think with the military, 
you know, there is all these like social media rules and the DOD prohibits this and that. And, you mm-hmm. know, you're, you're no matter what, you're 24 seven, a military member type of thing. And I looked up all the social media stuff, even prior to this podcast, I went and looked up all the things and it was like, I was like, Oh God, I was like, I hope I don't get like taken <laughs> down. Like, I'm going to jail, straight to jail. Um, I feel like, I feel like, uh, I don't think it's a bad thing though, to be a normal person. Um, I, I think that, and I don't know that normal exists in our world anyway. I think that we, we, ho- we hold higher values. Right. Um, but I do think with social media, I think there needs to be some sort of balance to it, like the uh, with the military, too. And I think there needs to be like a balance of like, OK, we know that members are going to get online and say stupid things every once in a while. Right. But like <laughs> what? And hold on. Just hear me out. Hear me out. Um, I think that there needs to be a certain amount of venting that can be done right within like limited, like appropriate language, probably. But there needs to be yeah. a certain amount of venting that can be had that contributes to a more professional conversation about how you move things forward. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I think it's unrealistic to think that people won't vent or complain at some point. I think even the senior NCOs or, or officers or whoever they complain and they say things on Facebook that they probably shouldn't say or social media. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think it, I don't know. I I guess I'm kind of ranting. I just feel like, in general, uh, so, like overall, there needs to be like a picture of like, oh, this is a normal person. Like, even though they're in the military, they're not going to be perfect. Like, that's just not going to happen. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. And I, I, I have I think, a lot of and and so hold on before before I let before, before I let you respond, right? Um, I want to see more memes from Chief Bass. I just I want to see more. Yeah. Memes. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm honestly uh-huh. shocked that she hasn't used more memes. Like, I'm I'm like, wow, why are you not using more memes, Chief? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Um, so, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of stunned. Like I've been kind of, I haven't walked, followed her in a while, but like I looked the other day and I was like, where's all the freaking memes, dude? Like use more Mm -hmm. memes. (laughs) Let me see. Do we got any more comments? What do we got? Uh, well, I'll I'll jump in on that last piece really quick. Um, so I, you know, when you complain, um, I think there's like that that development piece of like make sure that you've also routed this up the right way and you've also like tried to fix the problem or presented a solution or something the right way and and then you get to complain a little right and then you get to uh, kind of you know contribute to that rabble 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 um, because if you don't like if you don't route that stuff up but also um, you know if you're if you're senior if you can be at that table and make those decisions. Uh, or you just have a voice that people listen to, right? Is use that position to like take in all that information. Uh, a lot of times I think people ask for help and uh, they don't get told no, but they say, well, you didn't hit my little target for how you asked for help. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to help you, right? And so like, you can't do that. Like if somebody's asking for help, they're, they're literally making themselves vulnerable. Um, and you know, take that take that seriously. Um, and I think that some of that gets lost. You know, some of that is like, you know, obviously the complaining and stuff is people's egos get in there and they're like, this is this is about me or this is about something that I did. Um, and it's it's like there's a little bit of that like, hey, we really do need to help. Or um, you know, when people come off as like super pessimistic, a lot of times they're just 
they're pointing out that gap between like how it could be yeah. up here and where it is now. And they're just seeing that like really clearly, really painfully. And it comes off as, well, you're, you're pessimistic or why are you always so negative? And it's like, cause there's like gap. That's yeah. the definition of negative space is right. uh, where's that, you know, how can we fill that? How can we bridge that? And so hopefully, you know, people aren't just complaining and they're also routing those things up, but also, you know, some of the times it just feels like, I'm not sure if I'm being listened to or uh, if it's just kind of, you know, you, like I said, like you didn't present the, the info in the right way. And so I'm not going to do anything with it or whatever, but there is that help. Like you need help. Can't do this on my own uh, stuff that kind of comes up. So, And that, I think that an insightful leader, I think that someone who, who is, who's a little bit more sharp on things, instead of just jumping straight to like, oh, I'm going to give this guy paperwork, I'm going to call their boss about this Facebook comment, maybe mm. instead of doing all this, this stuff that's not going to help, why don't you call that person? Like, why don't you just call them? Get on Teams or something, send them a message, be like, hey, why did you say that? Like, what are you doing? Are you good? Like... Can we talk? You know what I mean? Like, can we can we clear the mm-hmm. air a little bit? Or or maybe, maybe, maybe who knows, man? Like, and I'm sure Chief Jay has probably done it before, but like with some of the misinformation that was posted recently. You know what I mean? Like, I know he made a meme, but it's like he may have called somebody. I don't know. Like, I feel like if I was in his position and I saw something, I probably would have got on the phone, DSN, DSN, be like, yo, like what's what's the what's the deal, man? Like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? I think yeah. that uh leaders and I I don't see it that often anymore in the Air Force, but it's it's still out there where people just jump straight to like, all right, how do I get this person screwed up? I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them paperwork. Like emotionally intelligent people, like supervisors, should should be like, oh, you know what? Like maybe this is a cry for help. Maybe this is or, or maybe this is something different. You know what I mean? Like how do I yeah. how do I not take advantage, but like how do I capture this moment as something that's productive. You know what I mean? Instead yeah. of instead of something else. There, and definitely, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong. I'm not saying you can't hold people accountable or that you shouldn't. Like you should definitely hold people accountable. And paperwork is definitely one of the things that we do, right? But yeah, um, I just feel like I think maybe one of my controversial opinions is like uh, like the annual feedback system or like the the biannual like you know initial midterm like that's not that's not feedback, right? And feedback should be you're engaged, you see what's going on, uh, you correct things in the moment. Like, you know, with parenting, you give feedback. Like, that's, you know, literally like, you're doing this and it's not safe. Or when you do this, it causes this, uh, you know, do better. Mm-hmm. Um, and those kind of like in the moment things. And it's when people just kind of are hands off, they don't see what's going on. And then they see, you know, the post, right? And then they address that. And it's like, yeah, but you missed out on all the, like, stuff that led to that and um you know where were you before <laughs> before that point and absolutely hold people accountable for what they've done uh sometimes you know sometimes paperwork is uh you know necessary documentation and it's it's also like here's the hard like copy you know that you can't argue with that you did something um but it's that's not quite like feedback uh, feedback should be instantaneous. Like when you're doing it, it's that, that kind of tactile, like yeah. I'm doing this and now I feel, uh, you know, what, what the real impact is. So, yeah. On the right track, man, you're on the right track. So <laughs> what you mean is active, active leadership, just actively engaging with people. Yeah. No, I've seen it for the EPR time too. I'm amazed that, um, 
the number of like supervisors that are like, you know, if my train, if my troop didn't give me bullets at the end of the year, I would have no idea what they did. I'm like, are you serious? Like you don't, you don't set goals. You don't set agendas. You don't know if they, you hit those goals. You don't measure throughout the year. You don't do any of that stuff. What are you doing? Like, are you just, you're just jobbing over here and they're jobbing over here. You're not a supervisor. That's a coworker. (laughs) You know, if you're so disconnected, um, not, not super stoked on like one time a year you get uh, an evaluation thing. Uh, I, I think that's like enough. And we put too much, so much emphasis and stress on that one time a year. Does it have to be during the holidays? Are you serious? <laughs> right. Um, but but well, yeah, I mean, so. We have the SCODs, you know. I mean, I, I get it. Tech sergeants close out, you know, whatever, 31 November. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I understand that. I mean, but at least we have the separated SCODs. We used to have like the worst like i don't know it was all at like one time every year you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it's it's a better solution but yeah i see what you're saying especially like for tech sergeants it's rough like right before december like wow like right after thanksgiving right before the December. yeah so i hear you brother i hear you man um <laughs> i've got to get to work this was a yeah fantastic uh i feel like this was a fantastic uh a show man thank you so much for for being my my comeback story, my return to the podcast. Um, <laughs> let me, let me, let's check these comments real quick. I want to make sure that I'm not missing something before we jump out of here. Yeah, I know, Manny work. I know, bro. Gross. Uh, Emily <laughs> Milliner, the best. She says, uh, Kevin Severy is my spirit animal. Uh, Andrea Lauren Smeal. I hope I said that. Oh, right. hell yeah. She said, I feel like having a basic Excel class might be helpful in tech school. But with us having to make our own products and programs, having a, having an advanced Excel course would be so helpful after tech school. Dude, fully agreed. Because I still suck at Excel. Um, yeah. Let's see. I, I went up to Dover and visited Smeal actually um, up there and taught, you know, the the stuff that I had written down of like uh, what I have so far. Right. And I, I think they really got a lot out of it. Um, everybody seemed to, you know, have a good time. It went for like two hours, though. <laughs> so uh kind of long um to listen to somebody talk about excel so (laughs) (laughs) i I feel like uh there's a there's a there's a girl on tiktok that does excel stuff um i don't want to like shout her out here but um yeah there's some but changing the format for sure is in the is in the future it's amazing get it more bite-sized and stuff yeah yes so like and i think that part of air force or, or part of curriculum that we use for tech schools and stuff should be more something more similar to that. Um, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, I quit dude. Uh, the <laughs> Watson said, uh, the best part of COVID was how the DOD was making decisions on whether or not to continue to utilize programs while everyone was out sick and teleworking. eye roll emoji. Uh, I think he's being sarcastic. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Emily said, don't have hundreds of UTMs make the same product. Have one dedicated person who distributes to all. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a big thing. Yeah. That's how it yeah. should be. Right. Yeah. Um, Give the tools, but give the tools. Yeah. Man. And I think we could just do a little better job on uh, training, right. And training ourselves and, and being able to, um, to stand on our own when we need to. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, it should be. Uh, I, I don't have any control over the contracting. I don't have any control over, right. you know, who we do business with and how long those take. So 
Um, I also have, so I think I'm looking at comments from like two different things. I can't tell. Maybe it's all from the same stream. Okay, here. Manny says, Control-Alt-Delete. We loved it, man, is what Andrea said about your Excel class. So it must not have been that bad. Uh, Candace Trejo. Manny said, everything I know about Excel is because of her, Candace Trejo. She's incredible. Um, Candace is one of my homies. I miss her a lot. And um, I'm happy for her, man. She just skilled, She just started her skill bridge. And oh my God, the 2096, Emily. How dare you? First off, I will complain about one Delta seven training and I'll complain about 2096s because both of them don't make any sense. Anyways, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Robert Escamilla said, T- uh, teach something in house and have a standardized base product. Our com ADUTM taught our, I think you meant our UTMs, ADUTMs Excel during my last quarterly base training. Meeting. Yeah, that's a great idea, sir. Uh, I think it's senior Escamilla. I feel like it's senior. Um, let's see here. What else do we got before I go? Uh, I'm just kind of procrastinating about going to work now. Um, yeah. I think it's all uh, about, man. But we, quick we plug. Should... Go ahead. Yeah. Plug if, it up. You're, plug it up. if you're not in the 3F2 development group, yeah, I on guess Facebook. on Facebook, right? Yes. Um, that's really cool. It's a little like we don't do all the the memes and complaining stuff so much over there. Uh, that you get on the the regular uh, page, um, and it's a little less like the nitty gritty of work stuff, but it's like development stuff, right? And so um, I'm gonna do a book club, uh, just kind of via Facebook or um, you know whatever, so we could just kind of meet up and it's almost an excuse to just get a bunch of training managers from around wherever in a call and talk to each other. And, you know, we'll have the book there too. Um, that's going to start next Thursday uh, afternoon, my time. Um, so yeah, if you're, if you're into reading at all, um, then come and come and join that. And yeah. Dope, man. I, I like, I love the idea of the book club. Uh, I just started The Witcher, book one. So mm-hmm. I've never read a fantasy book before, but it's dope. It's so dope. I got it on Audible, mm-hmm. and it's great. Um, I also just got the uh, the one that you're doing, The Extreme Leadership. So I'll do that it's one. It's really good. Maybe I can join you guys on the book club, man. I'll, I'll see if I can yeah. find time at work to listen to it or something. But I get kind of and Just come hang out. Yeah, Even I'm if like, you don't read the – we're just doing through the introduction. That's true. Um, and so it's it's a real quick read. It's a super quick listen on audiobook, which is what I do most of the yeah. time. Um, so you're like you've got plenty of time to get there. And even if you don't, if you just show up, come talk with your your you know AFSC pals, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, very cool. Yeah, that's a good plug. And one one more time, I will plug. So you got three of two development page. We got Kevin Severy's book program. I don't know what you want to call that. Um, and then uh, we also got the, uh, what else? Uh, the 3F2 mentor. What is the, oh my God. So you get the records review the team. records review team. And you have um, the mentorship program thing too, that you can just uh, hit up, get a mentor. Um, you know, we're kind of lacking in some places, right? If, uh, you know, what does it look like to progress in my career and how do I get there? Yeah. Uh, it's tough to ask those questions when you don't know who to ask them to. So find somebody, go in and pull down that information and, you know, pull their ear. So you definitely, can, definitely man. Yeah. And, uh, as usual, if anybody needs to contact me about anything, feel free to hit me up on, uh, 
on Messenger. I got my phone number out there. Um, I, I'm not secret, man. Like my my life's kind of an open book at this point, but it's 850-496-8590. I'm not scared to get it out there. I already get spammed all day, so whatever. It doesn't matter. But uh, if you do need something, feel free to call me or text me, um, and I will try as hard as I can to take care of you. Um, Kevin, always fun, man. Welcome back to... Uh, Welcome back to everything, and also uh, the Three of Universe is back, man. And I got another one coming up tomorrow with Chief Malinafi. So looking awesome. forward to it. Thank you, everyone who's listening on Facebook right now and, and watching us. Uh, hopefully, we we nailed it. Feel free to leave some more comments after we wrap this up, and uh, I'll try to reply when I have time. So for Three of Universe and Kevin Severy, we're out of here.